we're live. Hosway, baby. What does Hosway have to say today? <laughs> What's up, man? Thanks Let's for coming. See. Thank you for having me, man. Good to be here. Yeah, I sent you on a wild goose chase to get this. He had me go to his old place, guy. I had to go across Miami during rush hour, like, but I'll forgive it. I'm like, bro, I'm about to get roasted. <laughs> He's about to just absolutely roast me on Instagram. Like, what is this dude doing? <laughs> but man, it's so awesome that you're here. And it's cool that we met through, like we were mentioning, our mutual uh, friend, Steph Veloso, who I also met um, online. Shout out, cool. looking for stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because when I met her, what was cool about her is I remember she's like, hey, let's uh, let's just go meet up for, at a coffee shop. It wasn't like anything weird or anything. It was just like, let's go meet up. And she was like, most people just don't do that anymore. And I love that. Just meeting someone in person. I used to do this podcast all remote. Everything was remote interviews, talking to people. It's not and the top same, performers. man. It's not the same. It doesn't feel the same. And I feel like you just don't develop that human connection and that vibe, which is really, for me, the number one thing I love about podcasting. What about you? No, 100%. I'm, I have a podcast, too, um, at what Josue has to say. Shameless plug. Um, man, and it's not the same. I've had people, unfortunately, not unfortunately, but because they're from another state, you know, via Skype or whatever I, I use. Um, it's, it's not the same. It just doesn't feel when you have someone face to face. It's that human connection, like you said, and. It's just a better vibe. I've also found that if podcasting isn't convenient, it's so annoying. What I mean is when we built the studio, it's easy because you can just walk in and start recording. You're not checking every mic and every this and every cable and every camera angle. It's it's dialed and then you can just churn out podcasts. But it's a lot of work to set it up, especially these people that do mobile podcasts. Oh, yeah. I actually know a guy. Um, I've never recorded with him, but he I met him recently. And he gave me his card. It was like a digital card, which I didn't even know was a thing. Um, and he introduced me to the idea of mobile podcasting, which I had never even heard about. And apparently it's going well for him. Like he just like he just said he had one on a yacht. So imagine you just pull your what a Miami thing, right? A podcast <laughs> on a fucking yacht. Like, so wait, Miami. can I curse on here? I don't know. What's that? Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> OK. Of course, yeah. A podcast on a fucking yacht. Like how much more Miami does I get? It's you know, so I mean? true. I don't know. I'm not a fan of the digital cards, by the way. I don't even have a regular card. So, <laughs> <laughs> For people that don't understand, apps have now made sharing your contact information easier by sharing a digital card. So it's an app that has your address, all of your different social media handles. And instead of being like, yo, what's your IG or your digits? People are like, oh, scan my card. And then you get this card and then I get the card and now I just don't take action at all because there's too many options. That's true. <laughs> What's that app uh, Nazar created where you you scan it and it immediately follows your Instagram page? I'm not sure. Uh, he created that one? That's what he said when he was here. He had a card. He puts it down at the oh, parties. People scan it he, and it automatically used C- logs. He used one of those like CMG machines that cuts plastic. This guy has created one of the top performing, arguably the best performing facial recognition algorithm in the world oh, for wow. one to N. He's like a super genius. He's the CTO of a, a company I used to work with, Nazar Chaffney. He was on the podcast, I think like episode 150. And he is a engineer and he just always creates all this crazy shit. So he came over with this block, this wood block, and he lasered in some sort of uh, QR code so that you could go in, scan it, and it automatically connected you to the Wi-Fi. Um, and also gave your contact information. That's wild, dude. <laughs> That's like how that guy thinks. That's so fucking crazy. It's crazy how people think completely different. <laughs> I would have never in a hundred years. That, that would have been the last thing on my fucking mind. Right. Yeah. He came over with an entire suitcase full of electronics. <laughs> full on transformer. This was your your former uh, co-worker? You said? Yeah. Former boss turned friend. Yeah. Okay. Well, CTO of a company, you're probably you have that type of, you know. We spent a lot of time in San Francisco together. So it was just me and the two founders at this facial recognition startup called Trueface. Okay. This was back in 20, uh, 2014, 2015. And when, I when got San to Francisco spend a lot was still San Francisco. Yeah, it was different. <laughs> Things yeah. were a little dicey. Yeah, these it was days. dicey. <laughs> well, I came here, I was the first wave of New Yorker, and one of the videos you made was so funny and it was super viral. It was about the transition of New Yorkers. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Bro, he's speaking to me. (laughs) (laughs) All of a sudden, I got the chain. The long hair comes out. There you go. You see, slowly but surely, it happens. It happens to us all. You're magic cityed up. But man, honestly, what you've built is so amazing because something that captured me about the way you perform and, and you do your podcast is you're so authentic. You're so you. 
And whether or not that you feel that way, it's, it's incredible that you're able to just like be yourself, be open, make fun of yourself, make fun of others, but all comically you have a gift for that. Thank you, bro. Um, I feel that it, people resonate with that. Like if you're relatable, people smell authenticity. One thing about Miami is there's a lot of fake things in Miami, but Miamians can spot a fake ass motherfucker from a mile away. You know what I mean? So I feel like when you keep it just relatable and authentic, like people resonate, you know, towards it. And it, it really took me a while because in the beginning, you know, you're all nerves and you're kind of in your head. So it wasn't like that off the bat. That was my end game. But it, as much as I tried, it didn't flow out of me as naturally as I wanted it to. But uh, practice makes perfect. Then, you know, you get more comfortable in front of the... I mean, two years ago, I probably would have been sitting right here and be like, uh, uh, hey, my name's Josue. But, Josue. Yeah. That's a great name, too. Thank I mean, you. you're fire at it. But it's, you made a great point. Practice does make perfect. So many people see what you're doing and think there's no way I could ever do that. There's no way I could have the confidence to get up there and to be able to spit what you spit and say what you say. And you said it in the beginning, you, you weren't that good. No, absolutely not. And I think everybody thinks that way at some point in the beginning. You have to be ultra confident or just really love the, the limelight to not – I can't picture anybody, you know, doing something for the first time and not being nerves. You know what I mean? Um, specifically something where you know people are going to watch, people are going to judge, some people are going to support you, some people are going to shit talk. Because you're not going to be great at it off the bat, but you got to do what you got to do, man. Like if you want to change anything, you have to change. <laughs> so true. I've also learned in my uh, 31 years of life that no matter how bad you F up, it seems, no one really cares across the world in No, two it's only weeks. you. No, it's only you. You're the, your worst critic, 110%. You're, I feel like I suffer from that like crazy. I mean, I, I do too, man. Like, I'll be thinking about shit that probably, no, like, I'll, I'll mess up, like, I don't know, something on a story or something, and I'll be thinking about it for the next week, and no, no one even probably noticed. Right. But it's, you know, you we're our worst critic. It is. Totally. It's how it is. That's interesting. It's great having Sky and, and team. Like I feel the first sort of half chapter of my business career, I was always doing everything my own. And then I finally stepped down, started outsourcing it like virtual assistants and bringing on different people to serve different functions in business and life. Um, but when you have an, someone else, like for me, it's Sky in a lot of situations, like he'll find vi like clips that he thinks are really great that mm -hmm. I'll just be like, that's stupid. He's like, no, that's great. Because you are your own critic. You're yeah. looking at one thing and you see an imperfection. You need a team to come in and look at it different because they see things so different. 100%. And it's interesting. It's like, who do you have in your corner? Who's your team? Who's the people you're bouncing ideas off of on a day-to-day -day basis? Are they making you better? Are they making you stronger? I think about that all the time. I mean, you are a, uh, you are who you, who you hang out with, right? In Spanish, we have a dime con quien anda y te diré quien eres. Tell me who you hang out with and I'll tell you who you are. You become kind of like an embodiment of the collective people you are around. So it's it's important to have a good support system and a good team around you. If you got some fake ass people around you, then, you know, that's likely going to yeah. mess you up. The podcast has been big for me for that. It's really allowed me to network with awesome humans. And like you said, when you meet with someone and you're just face to face and you smell that authenticity, you just create a good, good group. And I think that community is a thing that miss that is missing in most people's lives. I know it's missing in my, my life. I think that if I find myself late night scrolling on my phone, I find myself getting depressed because <laughs> I'm just not socializing, hanging out with people. I just find myself just sucked into the abyss of the dopamine rush of going through things that I don't care about. Yeah. Yeah. You're still there, but you're yeah, there. You're, you're there. deep. What are your thoughts on social media and, and sort of like the uh, the addiction our world is facing? I think it's a double-edged sword, man. Um, personally, I, I don't know if you can tell, but I'm naturally introverted. I'm not very, I'm not an extrovert by any means. If I'm out somewhere public, I will never go up to anybody. Somebody goes up to talk to me and I kind of like, I don't know how the conversation is going to go. So I immediately devise a plan on how to get out of there. Because if I get sucked into a convo where I feel bad that i can't get away you know from then i'm totally. just like how i'm just there like an hour sucked into somebody talking so but that's changed with time and i hate to admit it but we're social creatures humans need other humans to thrive to bounce off of to share ideas and to have that emotional connection with but it, it's a, i hate to admit it but it's the truth and i'm a human too and with social media it's a double-edged sword i think that it's it's ironic that it was built to bring everyone together yet it's caused so much uh, distance, right? Um, you could be talking, you could, I live maybe, I don't know, 
10 minutes from friends of mine and we will never meet up, but we're texting. It's like, yo, just come out of your house and walk half, like half a block and I'll walk half a block. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yet it, it doesn't happen. And it, it's, it's strange, but I definitely feel that it's a tool. And with any tool in life, it's how you wield it, right? You, it's the responsibilities on you. It's you, it's the responsibilities on, Hey, I have to be discerning and self-aware that I'm using this for too much or I'm, I'm using it as a crutch or whatever the fuck and not blaming it. I think a lot of people blame, oh my God, it's social media, look at what it's done. No, the responsibility's on you. Just take accountability for shit, totally. you know? Yeah, accountability. Knowing you have a problem is the first 100%. Step. Like, what a concept, right? Like, <laughs> what a concept. <laughs> we were just talking about, we need to see nature more. This guy, showed, I have a picture of, uh, my, my dad sent me all these pictures when I was a kid, and mm -hmm. it's me holding, like, fish, and I'm just so stoked, you know? And we were talking about how we need to go back to the stream you need to throw in a fishing pole to reinvigorate those emotions you felt as a child that mm -hmm. just made you feel so free because i don't it's hard to even remember some of that stuff i don't have a really great memory i don't know if you do bro it's so crazy you brought this up because for some reason i was thinking about the pot of this podcast like earlier today and I knew this conversation was going to happen, like the nature thing. I don't know why, but I thought about this being a topic. Deja vu. And now it's a fucking topic. <laughs> um, I, bro, isn't it crazy how, like, desensitized and disconnected from, like, the source of our energy and reality that we get amazed when we spend time in nature and then we're like, oh, my God, I'm so happy. Like, that should, that should be, like, a no-brainer. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, we come from the planet. Like, we, <laughs> you know, when you connect with the planet you're happier you spend time at the beach you got some sun you run barefoot outdoors whatever you know what i mean like it shouldn't surprise you but it does because we're does. so disconnected like why is that even like a topic but it, we're so dis again disconnected from it that i don't know it's, it's crazy it's, well, to it's me, funny it's, it's like oh i saw nature today really yeah what was it like <laughs> you mean like it's right like step outside that's all you gotta do yofi hit the sand <laughs> damn uh, it's wild man but but it's also a world where when you have access to everything and your email is always flooded and there's always exciting things happening in your email and, and social media, it's hard to not want it. Cause it's, I mean, personally, I, I'm the type of person that gets myself into a lot of things and, uh, it's a blessing and a curse, you know, yeah. I like to do a lot at the same time, but then I get overwhelmed <laughs> because I'm doing a lot at the same time, but being able to purposefully put down your phone, and just see nature is something that we don't do unless someone's mentioning mushrooms or something <laughs> in that yeah. case. <laughs> yeah. hundred percent. I mean, it goes back to that accountability stuff, right? That we mentioned earlier. You have to hold yourself accountable. Hey, I've been, you know, too lost in the sauce. Yeah. Let me be present. Maybe go outside get some sun, sun my balls. <laughs> <laughs> you know, do you, do, you, do you follow the account Carniv carnivore Aurelius? Aurelius? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah. He's, he's a character. Whoever, guys, whoever that man is whoever that man is yeah he's starting to sell stuff i love watching these brands and seeing what they start to do to monetize their brand and seeing like what they're i think that guy's created his own liver chips or something i think like he has that. yeah beef jerky something like that or liver Which is chips, awesome. such a great like idea that. you know yeah. build a huge community of people that just love that lifestyle and, and then sell them, start the selling them some products 100 yeah, percent. that's how you got to do it that's so interesting I, I looked at your link tree and there's a brand that's the first one. I forgot what, what it's called. Oh, Van Man. Van Man. Yeah. yeah so, so they're redefining toothpaste. <clears throat> yes. What's the story with well, that? They're, they're doing a few things. Um, so Van Man, I'm a marketing affiliate uh, with Van Man. Uh, he specializes really on beef tallow. That's how we started. So beef tallow, it's like a big thing now. I don't know if you've heard of it. So oh, it's... Is that what we have? The beef tallow? Yeah, that's what we use for cooking. Okay, yeah. there you go. So you can cook with it or you can put it on your face because it's great for the skin. Um, so he started with the beef tallow and then he expanded towards like toothpaste and uh, deodorant. He just... Yeah, that's the stuff right there. Oh my God, yeah. We got De cold. Deodorant, which by the way, the deodorant, I, I think he dropped it like recently. I have tried so, and this is not a plug. Like I'm just really saying it because I really fucking love it. I've tried all these like aluminum free deodorants. They either don't work or they give me a rash. This just smells amazing. And it actually fucking works, man. Like this is, again, it's not a plug. I just really fucking it love it. It should be a plug though. If a product's great, it should be a plug. Which it, one's the uh, deodorant? Uh, gray. It's a gray a little, not go up. Uh, there it is right there. Uh, okay. Coconut. 
Magnesium. Yeah, beet tallow is deodorant. incredible. We've been cooking with it, and it's it's fire. I mean, I used to use olive oil, but then obviously it has the high smoking points. You can't use it. Dude, this guy's... I mean, he adds like extra things to it, but it's mostly just uh, natural organic beef, uh, beef tallow. That shit fucking works so well for um, stretch marks and uh, eczema. Oh, really? I've had so many people buy it and show me like before and after pictures like their eczema completely gone their stretch marks like 80 percent lighter it's crazy shit and it's natural it's not like some shit i was cooked up in a lab that your your skin's absorbing and who it's, knows where it's, it's going. crazy how long it took for the world to become aware of how cr- how crazy the ingredients oh yeah 100 percent. like 10 years ago you would have said this anywhere else be like you're so crazy <laughs> <laughs> like what do you what do you mean the, the rule of thumb is if you can't pronounce the ingredient, you should probably not be using it. Yeah, man. I saw this meme the other day. And I, I think it was a meme or a tweet or some shit where, um, sorry, where the, it said, we've done a great job at getting people to focus on calories, on counting calories and not counting ingredients, which makes all the sense. Like, oh, it has a hundred calories, but guess what? The, that ingredient list is the size of a CVS receipt. You know what <laughs> I mean? So you're just there like you're putting all that shit into your body. It's do the opposite. Maybe, you know, don't care as much about calories, but maybe it has your your product has two ingredients, three ingredients. Top. I remember the first time I saw potato chips with three ingredients. I was blown away at Whole Foods. I was like, oh, my God, what, is, what do you mean? Three it, Potatoes, salt and olive oil. I was like, this is so it's crazy. A Such a short fucking ingredient list. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? What is this from the art? Yeah. <laughs> It's wild. What's your what's your diet like? Are you uh like like what are you typically eating on a day? I don't really follow any fad. Di- I've I've done them all, man. I've done the vegan. I've done the carnivore. I've been you know just see what my body kind of. I think as long as you're eating like shit that fucking grows from the ground, you're probably safe, man. Right. And if I mean not not every organism, in my opinion, is built the same. What makes you feel good probably won't make me feel good. You should probably focus on like whatever your immediate ancestors ate, right? Like I'm Cuban. I should probably eat whatever like my great grandparents were like farming. If you're from, I don't know where your past is from, but you look Nordic or something yeah, from I'm, somewhere I'm like up north. The, I'm like the whitest gringo in Miami for so, sure. You know, like maybe foods, foods that, you know, that your great grandparents ate or you know in europe or wherever you came from like yeah. it's it's it makes sense to me you know yeah i i'm all we're anything that grows from the ground is probably good mm-hmm. meat for sure yeah. big fan of it i've had a lot of gut issues throughout my life everyone on the podcast knows it extensively it's this thing called SIBO, small intestinal bacteria overgrowth it's like bad ibs okay um but basically just means like my stomach's like like a wuss and just doesn't like handle have you been able to control it or yeah now i'm good i'm like really good now and it's eliminating sugar <laughs> it's like that was the it biggest thing. no it was more than that but it was also intermittent fasting helps a lot yeah um and making sure that when you get constipated you don't let that problem build up and recognizing it because your gut is your is where 90 percent of your serotonin is created yeah so if your gut is compromised or you have inflammation which most people have anyone that goes to a fast food restaurant has some level of inflammation when you eat it you're using all these different seed oils and different things not all of them but i'm assuming 99.9 percent right it's really bad for you and i think that there's it's crazy that we create these gut imbalances from the food we eat and then we treat them with over-the-counter drugs because from these companies that are making money because on it. it's, it's a crazy system. Because it's no, it's it's not a crazy system. It's a smart system. Like everyone scratches each other's backs. You know what I mean? That's that's what it is, and it's unfortunately what capitalism has built. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's the game. It's Either the game. play it or don't get played by it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. And um, unfortunately, now is when people are putting two and two together about gut health really ruling mental health. Um, it took a while to get there, though, and a lot of sad people to, you know. I don't got know. this nice fact pulled up here. There's 100 billion neurons in the brain, and your gut contains 500 million neurons. That's so crazy. So you eat one, like one fire milk chocolate bar, even though there's arguments that dark chocolate is good for you, but I'm talking milk chocolate. All of a sudden, those 500 million neurons just get whacked. And now all of a sudden you're pulling from these creatures inside your body, which are literally actually creatures and organisms the bacteria, that, that right? live inside you. 
And that's the old other thing. If you're not going outside, you're not getting your bacteria. And now all of a sudden you're, it's crazy. I remember my dad told me that his grandpa used to like swim in that river in New York city. That's just, Oh my God. Big. Yeah. I think it's called the East river or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. And they, there was a dead horse floating down <laughs> the river once and they were jumping on and off the horse like a diving board. That is insane. And I guess he never got sick. Another crazy thing is, is he used to sleep outside on the roof because there wasn't enough spaces in the house. So he would like have a little like hut with a little tarp over and mm -hmm. he would just sleep there. And one day he'd wake up and like the snow would be on him because it was too cold. And he says he just never got sick. He was like, no one never gets sick because he was like born with these adaptations yeah you get um you build your body's uh what's that called An um anti anti antibodies antibodies there you go yeah 100 percent. my dad grew up poor as shit in fucking cuba similar like sleeping outdoors eating not literally eating dirt but you know what i mean never saw that man sick a day in my life ever never saw my dad sick ever not once and it's it's a product of how you you know you live your life if you live your life inside of a hand sanitizer bottle yeah. then how is your body going to find anything off once you do have to fight something off? You're probably going to get sick all the time. My brother married a Cuban girl, mm -hmm. so we've been integrated into the Cubans. And they're welcome. The, par <laughs> the parties are lit. Man. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> they know how to party. Yeah, Cubans yeah. know how to par how yeah. to party. And they're just, I genuinely just love, I I've never had a bad experience with Cubans. Obviously, there's like different people, but. Yeah, every culture has their, you know. But Spanish culture, generally speaking, is dope. Thank you, bro. I love the. I'm I'm learning Spanish right now. Don't test me right now because I can't speak live. I was about to, live. so I, won't. I But like texting, I'm pretty fire right now. Like I can read and write decently. Nice. But it's a whole different ball game when you start hearing someone speak it. Especially Cubans, I feel like we just everything's like a one run on sentence, and it, we speak kind of fast. So if you're learning, it probably like qué. You know, it's my favorite thing about Hispanic culture is just there's a lot more love around family. Yeah, we're tighter knit, I think, uh, culturally when it comes to like the, the immediate core family and the extended family, too. Um, I mean, I'm biased, but I love, you know, the Hispanic culture, mostly because it's it's very lively and tight knit. You know what I mean? It's it, there's warmth, you know, so that makes it it makes it nice. That's the way that I see it. Uh, whereas other cultures, I don't see like a lot of warmth. Hispanics are really, really, you know, they may talk shit behind your back because they love to gossip, but the warmth is there. Right. You know? Well, it's, it's the extremes is what they say. Yeah. The most, the most, the most love, but the most terror with a Hispanic girl. Yeah. Yeah. There it goes back so, and forth. Yeah. The you gotta be sword. down to play. You gotta, <laughs> you want to play with fire? You gonna get stabbed. Hundred yeah, <laughs> percent. But it's interesting in terms of throughout your journey of building your podcast and throughout living, what have you found has been sort of some of the key drivers towards what makes you happy on a day-to-day -day basis? Um, that's a good question. And it's taken me a while to realize that because I think you ask most people what makes you happy. Most people are like, uh, I don't know, drinking. Um, I think connectivity with others, specifically people that I love, not just anybody is key um creativity i've found that it's something that my page and all that stuff has really made me focus on is how i need to be creative and i for such a long time i was really creative as a kid i used to draw all this shit all this jazz i abandoned it around middle school because you know middle school you want to be cool and you start things change uh, and I never went back to drawing or doing anything creative until I started the podcast almost. So and I went into software development uh, career-wise, and that's very – it's not uncreative, but it's not, you know, artistic. So you're a software developer? No. Uh, are you familiar with uh, Agile, the methodology? Yeah. Scrum, yeah, Scrum Master. Oh, okay. So like I lead a, an Agile team. Sick. Um, that, so you you're know, a tech guy. Yeah, kind of. It's not you speak you you, you direct you, pro, you correct kind of like project manage yeah. type of thing you know but in but in that field the software development field and once I started doing the podcast and the page and all that stuff um like something started that creativity that I thought I had lost I was like oh I was creative when I was a child you know like a past tense type of thing it came back so I've realized creativity is kind of like a muscle that 
the more you work on it, the more creative you get. It's like going to the gym. Like you want a bigger bicep, you exercise the bicep. You want more creativity, you exercise the creative the creative part of your brain. And now I'm just so like quicker with it or just to come up with an idea. Whereas two years ago when I started, I, it took me a while. I felt kind of like like writer's block or like just stuck, you know, dead end type of thing. And now it, it flows way easier. And that's made me realize that it's, it makes me happy when you when you see yourself expand and, and grow you're happier you know? so you're, true. you're proud of yourself yeah and when you get to care for something which is why animals are so great too right absolutely and they don't talk back which is excellent <laughs> <laughs> yeah the writer's block thing is is so real that's just real and i think that getting out of your own head is so tough two great methods is number one getting other people's opinions mm-hmm. and then also getting back out to nature man yeah getting back out to your roots going back figuring it out because sometimes i feel it's so hard to plan for the future because i don't know if you feel this but i feel like my entire perspective on who i think i am where i'm going has changed dramatically in three-year increments like i'm 31 today when i was 28 like i was not thinking like i am today when i was 25 i was not thinking like i'm 28 and i think i knew what i wanted in the future but it's all changing as i get older and have experiences so it's like you're constantly trying to adapt to the new you, which change is inevitable. <laughs> if you're not down to adapt, you're going to just get dusted. You if, know, if you don't adapt, you die. Adapt or die. <laughs> um, no, I completely agree. And I think that's if you're not experiencing that, then you're likely doing something wrong. I mean, I don't want to say you're doing something wrong. Everybody has a different path or whatever. But change is part of life. It's the only constant. Right. So if you're not changing, you're probably not growing. Um so and i think three-year increments is probably a good like that's a good time window for what you're saying uh i i, I think i can validate that m- myself i i think those three-year windows are are true now that i'm looking at it, i haven't thought about it that way I've, i know i've changed but i didn't think about like the time period and yeah that kind of checks out i think every three years you kind of <laughs> just like transform into like somebody else like you're still you in essence for sure but you know things change well it's cool when you i like meeting someone that i used to know someone that i used to know but then i meet him i meet him now and then it's been 10 12 years they're completely different people yeah you know completely different experiences especially if they have if they've had kids then they kind of like morph into into somebody else sometimes not always but yeah i think you i you said something today about yeah having kids is great but having no kids mm. it's it's a little better (laughs) pros and cons yeah i mean i I want children at some point but i still feel young man i mean i'm in my 30s but totally 30s and you're 20 you know like well we're living longer you know are we (laughs) i don't know we're supposed to (laughs) we're doing all the biohacking like are we we're eating the gluten-free chips yo yeah i would hope so yeah I think we still have like 20 years of shit like that we gave our system so who knows that's <laughs> true we got a really <laughs> tough start yeah but i think we should live i think the age ex- expectancy should be much higher which also is my thought process behind there's no reason to follow what your parents did in terms of marriage and things like that oh absolutely. i think this is a whole new wave and we're p- seeing it live as we go there's no rush absolutely i mean i can the, the name of the game is discernment right you get from your parent you discern what your parents did right that still relates to you and applies to you you take that and you leave the rest that's with anything in life you take what you need and throw away what doesn't apply anymore yeah that's true you know yeah you got to get rid of them scraps yeah what is this guy uh, you know, just some Google facts over here. Um, I don't know where they're pulling it from, but it's listed here that uh, the life expectancy of baby boomers is 85. Or no, no, I'm writing that backwards. It's 70. And 85 is the life expectancy of Gen X. Gen Z is predicted to live over 100 years. Impossible. I cannot. <laughs> no. Well, like Yo, what is wrong with Gen Z? Can we like the get they, they won't make it to 100, <laughs> that's for sure. Well, the Japanese got it dialed. Those guys were all over like 100. Yeah. That that's the green team, man. <laughs> it makes you live forever. It's over interesting a, that that, I mean. Who's I wonder that? what they base that off of, though. Like 100 Scientific years. Scientific facts. No. Yeah, but Gen Z's like what? In their 20s now? Early 20s, like. How do they measure that? I, I imagine it has to be something so simple as they're not eating toxic shit from the beginning of their life. <laughs> oh, maybe, yeah. Maybe you know? like, yeah. 
because I grew up, I mean, I'm sure you did too. Like <laughs> corn toasties, <laughs> bagel bites, cereal, like yeah. all the good shit. Like Hot the most, pockets. The best things in life. And then we all found out collectively that that's all terrible. Hey, it's all killing you, BTW. Yeah. I think the big thing, you know, that, that we could take away, I guess it's saying medical progress, but like just the information we have going back to social media is just health consciousness. Right. Yeah, and then there's actually, people doing point. the doing the hard work. You know, you have um, Huberman, you know, like Joe Rogan's whole vibe has like enlightened a lot of the world oh, yeah. into all these amazing ways of oh, yeah. being better. Who's the guy that's doing all the research that I tried his recipe and it's Brian sucked. Johnson. Yeah. Well, yeah. I haven't heard of him. Who's He's that? basically dedicated his life <coughs> to uh, de-aging. So he ha- he's in his mid 50s, I believe. And he has a... Oh, he's the NMN guy? Is that what it's called? The NMN? No, yeah, it's not that guy. He's not... Yeah, this Project Blueprint. So apparently he he spends something around $2 million or something a year on his body. So he was like a super successful CEO, sold his company, has a bunch of money, and has essentially donated his body to study how to de-age yourself. And he oh i've seen this guy yeah, he looks like he's like in his early 20s and it's unbelievable what this guy's doing he he's able to essentially if you look at the actual he looks a little unnatural though like a well, cyborg he's, he's or something doing, uh, blood transfusions with his son that's oh this is the guy that's yeah. the guy yeah that's insane dude i mean i tried one of his meals i screwed it up but it was nasty what was it like what was the it was all extremely if whole foods had an affair with another whole foods and they like created a super baby all the foods were those type of super babies it wow. was over the top ingredients but i just didn't like the taste man it was and like antioxidant cooking. overload type of thing it just wasn't it just was really blah bland yeah it was so bland just not. Well, I mean, he looks good. So with that said, I mean, <laughs> he knows I, what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. But it's guys like that that are learning what to do to get us to live to over a hundred. True. Yeah, they're you doing. Know? They're doing the body of work. Yeah. So it goes back to saying in that in our world, everything's different. Like we can't. You follow the blueprint, like you said, which is really smart. But you make your own on the way. Yeah. And the day you get to start to make your own is the day you start to be free. But then there's a whole nother beast. Once you realize you can do what you want, then you have to deal with the real realization that if you don't do what you want, you'll be haunted by it the rest of your life. Beautifully said. Yeah. That, that sketches me out. All the Why? Because I think about, and it's part of a driver. And I think a lot of, let's say successful people might have this, but it's, I think I do it almost negatively at some point where I'm, I get so pissed off sometimes when I'm not being productive and working towards a a goal or getting sucked into something like a social media or like a bad relationship or something. And I'm not focusing on becoming like the person I could become if I just beasted like that's that, that drives me and scares me because you know, like the worst day in your life would be on your deathbed when you're staring in front of like, let's say some higher power and he comes down and he's like, what's up bro how you doing i'm like not that good but i'm talking to you how, how are you doing? Let me know. and you get to see a version of you had you had no fears had you had no doubts or not doubts isn't the right thing because doubts drive change but had you been the person you could have always been and you didn't like take other people's opinions and uh, of you and you just committed but i feel like Taking other people's opinions, having fears, doubts, all that stuff. Like, that's part of, like, your journey. You know what I mean? Like, how many fears and doubts or other people's opinions have you already overcome? Probably a good amount, right? Had you not had them, you wouldn't be where where you're at now. Nor would you look back and be proud of yourself like, damn, I overcame that. Right. I did that. Like, it's part of it. I don't know. Like, I, I welcome new fears and doubts and other people's opinions because it's up to me to drive that, to how I'm going to handle them. And I do what I can, bro. I'm not gonna fucking stress out if I can't like if I can't make something happen, then I can't fucking make something happen. I'm not gonna True. I'm not gonna age myself over that shit. I, I try my best and trying to go easy on myself. You know, it's like a fucking shot of tequila or some shit. That's smart. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a life hack, right? There. Easier said than done, but I I understand what you're saying. 
I don't know, but life's too short to stress yourself out over that, man. Life is too short to stress yourself you out. You get hit by a bus right now, and then, you know. I like had this that. conversation <laughs> with my dad this morning. We were just, it's like, life goes by like. Yeah. <laughs> and the older we get, the, the quicker it seems to pass us by. So. A thousand percent. So stop worrying. Get Do the thing you want to do. Make the trip. Strategically and if you can't afford it, though, you probably shouldn't make the trip. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Save your money. The economy's not doing too great. <laughs> That's something I always laugh at when it's like, yeah, just drop it all and go. I don't know. I think the better play is make your money now and then go travel yeah, on some level. I agree with that. I agree with that. You have to plan ahead for sure. Definitely. But you also have to live in the moment. But you have to live in the moment. <laughs> the messy moment. Yeah. I watched my first mess uh, Inter-Miami soccer Yesterday? game. First MLS game. Yesterday? Uh, well, that, that was actually my... Uh, second okay i watched the other one because i'm so into the messy movement i haven't seen any of it i'm a terrible miami and well soccer is very hard to watch for me i find it pretty boring yeah i mean it's not it's not my thing either cubans don't you know soccer is not our thing it's like baseball baseball and even, and even then like i don't even think there's balls in cuba <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's i've never been into soccer either i know it's obviously like a huge fucking deal that Messi's here and he's you know changing everything yeah um did you see the video of him on, I think it was only in day in, uh, At in Publix. Publix and everyone was like, Oh my God, he's such a Floridian. <laughs> like, cause you know, Publix and Florida are like hand in hand. Um, Publix is fire. And people were just like, Oh my God. Like watching a zoo animal. Like, look at him. He's there I, with the shopping bags. He's a real person. It's so crazy. <laughs> he does groceries. He does groceries. <laughs> that guy has so much money. <laughs> yeah. But it's crazy to think about uh, I, what I like about Messi is I just love the greatness thing. Like I, I'm not really into sports. I can't say that the only sport I really love is UFC. Okay. You watch UFC at all? Yeah. If it's a big fight, I'm a bandwagon fan of everything, man. Like I'm a typical Miami. I'll say it, you know, proud and loud. I, I don't really subscribe as a, uh, under any fandom. But if there's a big game, then For I'm sure. there. Like go here, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I just like seeing people win, like on an epic scale. Yeah, I mean it. A good game or good competition or a good fight, seeing, I mean, everybody everybody loves the hero's journey, right? Totally. Seeing, like, either, if it's an underdog, even more, because there's that story, you know, the rags to riches or whatever, so it makes you more invested. Um, but, yeah, I forgot where I was going with this. Here, here's, a ch- here's a change of direction. What's, uh, what's, what's your vices? Do you have any specific vices that have, that have haunted you throughout your life? Are you trying to get me to admit my vices on camera? <laughs> <laughs> not, maybe not all of them. Um, like, I'll start. For example, okay. for me, like, I uh, I think, like, number one, I, I think I smoke too much weed uh, only at night, which I like it because I get really creative when I smoke weed. I truly think it makes me a more creative person. But then in the morning, I get super tired. I used to be, Groggy, like... Yeah. You, what do you say? Groggy. In the morning. I get so groggy in the morning. I don't have a fast start. Like I love, like, and I still love smoking. Like I just think it like brings people together. I also think like sharing a beer with someone brings people together, even though alcohol just destroys me. Like I, I hate hangovers now so much, you know, I still will do it because, you know, deep down in me, it will always be a sender, but that's probably one of my vices. And then caffeine has been something that I've been trying to kick recently. How's uh, that going? Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I went cold turkey doing this thing called an elemental diet, which no one should do. It's for like your gut health. Okay. You drink nothing but this like pre-digested formula. That's essentially the stuff they give you on a feeding tube. Jeez. <laughs> but it works. It yeah. Worked really, really well. And uh, after that, I didn't feel the addiction to the car, like needing it to stay awake. I just my body started just being stoked. I was like, <laughs> I was like <laughs> you know, I'm good. You know. I like the sound effects. <laughs> I'm like wrapped up. Um, caffeine for me is, I mean, I'm, I'm Cuban, you know, the cafecito stereotype, I'll drink it, but it's not like I've never had a, an addiction to coffee like that. I just kind of, I don't know, just wake up and go. Alcohol has definitely been a vice for me because like you said, uh, I think it brings people together because it makes, it allows people that makes to drop their inhibitions, right? Be more real, be in more in the moment, be more authentic, which we, previously you know talked about and i i appreciate that um sometimes you're really too in your head so you don't really allow yourself to be to be real and stuff then if you overdo it then (laughs) we know how that ends up (laughs) you know what i mean and i I found myself when i was younger um substituting alcohol for purpose i guess i didn't feel 
fulfilled with my day. You know what I mean? You get out of your nine to five or, or cubicle or whatever the fuck. You're like, let me go to the fucking bar to feel something because I've been within these fucking gray walls eight hours a day and there's no, I haven't seen the sun and you know, what the fuck did I do for me? I didn't do anything. Even if I did go to the gym, like, you know, before work, but so alcohol is always there to, to help you out, <laughs> to give you something to feel. <laughs> it's, it's the, it's the number one drug. I mean, my dad went through hell and back recently. So my mom passed a year ago, I'm actually a year ago that. today, which is crazy. So sorry crazy. to hear that. Man. I mean, Hey, that we were talking about life, life goes so quick mm-hmm. and she was a huge, huge alcoholic cause she was, cl- she was bipolar, schizophrenic. I talk about all this openly cause okay. it should be talked about. Like, yeah, absolutely. Everyone has like effed up lives and past and oh, yeah. it wasn't her f- decision. Trust me. No one would want to live like that. She had a mental disorder. But because of that, my dad became an alcoholic and my dad's like the most happy, anyone that knows him, he's the most like unbelievably giddy, like a phenomenal human being. Well, that's where you got it from. I definitely, <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. That's a compliment, but he's so great. But when she passed away, he was still just getting like blackout drunk. And then on Thanksgiving, he made a fool out of himself at like a little holiday party, like family party. And that night I basically said, listen, you're this close to having everything you've ever wanted. And you're this close to losing it all. Jeez. And he went to AA and he went to meetings for seven months straight. And now he's fine. Wow, dude. That's awesome. But it's not like for him, it wasn't that alcohol. Alcohol was an escape because he was miserable in his life. He was miserable because he was, he felt stuck. He felt trapped. And now he's able to have a drink and not feel like he needs to drink a bottle of. Oh, so he's, he's still able to drink. He, yeah. He's, like he, moderately. He's, he's back on now, but like he can, he only drinks like one or two drinks at maybe That's wild, week. dude. Cause usually people that quit, they have to, you know, I'm kind of not, I mean, I'm not an alcoholic like that, but usually like I don't enjoy one or two drinks. Like I like to drink to feel it. You know what I mean? And I'm not the type I can take my alcohol really well. You'll never see me like blacked out or acting a fool. Like I, like, you know, you hand- for somehow my this, dad calls it handle your shit. Yeah. Somehow <laughs> this little body handles it. I don't know how it's a good liver, but, um, fuck, I forgot where I was going with this. I don't know why. I think you were talking about just, uh, like the, ne- how that negatively affects you. Um, Oh, but when I do start drinking, um, I'm either getting fucked up or I'm having a Sprite. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't, right. yeah. Like, like a, like a drug, like I'm having water or I'm getting fucked up. Yeah. Like I have one or two beers then I want to keep going. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's been really hard in the past to be like, Hey, have two or three, take your ass home. No, I have a fourth one. And then, Oh, where's the next spot? You know what I mean? It's, and I think living in and growing up in Miami has perpetuated that. I feel like you get aged quick. I can't believe anyone that grew up in Miami. I'm just, I salute you. Cause you must've been doing the most crazy shit at like, 15 years old that yeah, most people never I was, even think of. I was clubbing like around that age it was just fucking nuts imagine a 15 year old now I think back and I'm like I was a little dumb kid like what do you mean clubbing at 15 that's nuts yeah insane yeah but we had like sneaky Pete's in Albany we had nothing we had nothing cool <laughs> what is that us. sneaky Pete's like just some grimy trashy what was yeah I don't even know it was like a club but was that at cl- Guptil's no that was not Guptil's do you remember that club in the back of Guptil's though what was that called? I thought that was Sneaky Pete. Can Pete's. you look that up? I don't think it's Sneaky Pete's. It's something else. Guptil's was a... Any place called Sneaky Pete's, you already know what you're signing up for. <laughs> Secrets. Oh, dude. Secrets. Secrets. Secrets was where you went to like... When you were underage. Have your first kiss. like a club. Oh, like an all ages type of thing? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. You were learning what... Disgusting. Grinding was. <laughs> I also think the whole concept of, of grinding and dancing when you're younger is so Oh my so, god, you remember so that? Hilarious. Oh, this is a this is a it's great embarrassing. Picture, Very embarrassing. If anyone pulls up a picture of me like from back in the day doing <laughs> that, like I, I don't know what I do. You just like casually sneak up behind someone and hope it's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's so wrong. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. But when you're young, that's what that's what the kids were doing. This is funny, dude. I got a question for you. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I love your skits. They're really funny. Do you Thank have you, inspiration within the com- comedy scene? Do you follow any comedians closely? Not really, bro. Like, I mean, I don't cons- I do the comedy skits and stuff and I'm going to be real with you because it helps drive the page because laughter sells, reliability totally, sells and totally. people, you know, like when, when it's local stuff that everyone can relate to and don't get me wrong. I enjoy it. But that's not really like if I could drop it completely, I probably would. 
So I'm not really like into the comedy scene, nor do I consider myself a comedian. I don't think I'd ever do stand up because it's not. I, again, I don't see myself in that light. Never say never. You never know what the future has, you know, in store. But presently, so no, I I don't really follow any comedians like that or locally. I know a bunch of them because I worked with Only and Dade for a while. So uh, like Mr. Red, Brittany Brave, Carlos, the guy that's always like doing Man on the Street for Only and Dade. A bunch of those local people I I know, and I've had them on and stuff like that. I mean, I'm I'm cool with, but. I let them do their thing and I do my skits whenever I feel like, you know, inspired to do a skit. And it's truly a creative outlet for you. Yeah. That's cool. That's real cool. It really is. I'm so grateful for it, man. Like I was talking to somebody, I actually met another content creator last night. Uh, what was her name? She's one of those foodies like Mr. Eats. Uh, may I take a bite? Her name's Malin, I think. So may I take a bite? Like that thing is clever. Shout out. And um, she was just talking about how how ha- much happier it's made her. And I was kind of sharing the same sentiment. And again, I think the key factor there is creativity. Like humans are creative people. Not everyone has to have the same creative outlet. You know, creation can be anything. But I feel like when you exercise, yeah, there she is, that creativity, you're just happier, man. You build. Like humans have to build well, whatever. Well, it's so cool, too, when you, when you build a brand. Like she built a brand mm-hmm. where now she gets to eat the most snacks yeah. and food around the world and people might potentially even pay her to do it you yeah. know so that's insane like that's being an entrepreneur 100%. and doing it and a lot of people see her stuff and say oh my god she's so lucky probably but guess, really yeah. you could go out and start that tomorrow and within a year you'll be you'll be rocking and rolling yeah yeah you just have to put the time and effort in it man that's dope she's got a good vibe i've actually seen an ad for her for like this whole past week it's like a fogo de chow kind of place in hylia mm. but she's doing like a review on it I've really been getting that ad all week long because i was about to go there with my girl and then we didn't end up going but i'm just like this is your sign to go <laughs> the signs are nature this place in hylia <laughs> yeah and this is it so where do you want to take like where, where do you want to take your sort of this gift you have this creative outlet. That's so kind of you calling it a gift. <laughs> um, it's a gift, man. Because to you, you definitely are introverted. and But, like, you're ridiculously talented. Like, what you do comes so natural to you, but people admire the crap out of you. With, and you see it with all these people commenting. Like, Thank you, bro. Appreciate that. Um, <clears throat> I've done a lot of growing in my life. I think every a lot of people have. Um, really, I, I like focusing on, on mindfulness, on how to... Um, just better yourself. You know what I mean? I'm really into like, I don't know if I'm going to use this, this word in the right context, like existentialism, like why we're here, the purpose of things or like space or like, you know what I mean? Like live, why are we living? I love sociology. I love understanding why humans are the way they are, why groups of people behave the, the way that they do psychology, things of the mind and stuff like that, like really interest me. Um, but I also like to have fun. So if I can, which is kind of what I'm doing, mold the two, and have those conversations that make people think and internalize while making people laugh. That's all I can ever ask for. And if I can monetize, I'm already making some money, but like if I could really monetize off of, off of that, then that would be amazing. You know, that's like, you're, you're bringing value to people. You're helping people out. And at the same time, you're having fun. Like who wouldn't want that as a fun career? You know what I mean? That sounds incredible. Existentialism. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I want to break that down. <laughs> I'm sure you could break that down many ways. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in 2023. <laughs> yeah. What's its pronouns? <laughs> yeah. Right. They them. That's interesting. Existentialism, a philosophical theory that a philosophical theory or approach, which emphasizes the existence of the individual person as a free and responsible agent determining their own development through acts of the will. I love it. I love it. That's deep. Yeah, I love that shit, man. I love thinking about like why you're here, what are you doing, like how deep does it get? I don't know. I just I'm fascinated by it. Do you have any hunt hin- hinges? Hey, what? Do you think? Do you know why we're here? Are you on hinge? <laughs> <laughs> that did sound like I said that. Talk to me off the mic. Um, yeah, I have my my ideas, and they've been influenced by things that I've read online or videos I've seen on TikTok. Or things like that. I've gathered different intel and I have my, my belief of why we're here. You want me to yeah, I want share to that? I think, you know how people say this is like a simulation type of thing? I think it might be, but not like a simulation like we like The Sims or anything like that. I think that 
at the base of it all, you're probably like the soul that just reincarnates and comes to collect data, you know? So when you die, you pass away. Like, I don't think you really die. You just transform, right? The nature of the universe is like energy never dies, right? So if you believe that energy never, never dies and what happens to this energy, it probably like a cycle regenerates in some other form. Um, and I feel like whatever you didn't accomplish that you set out to accomplish in this lifetime, then you probably go on and do a, another lifetime to, you know, finish crossing off those check boxes. It's like school. It's like earth school. Earth school. You know, you're there for your class. And then like, if you didn't pass, then you repeat the class maybe as a, in a different, with a different teacher. Right. But you're still in the eighth grade. Um, and you just keep doing it until like, <laughs> I mean, in life, it's the same yeah. thing, right? How many times have you seen yourself stuck in life? And it's because you don't learn the lesson. So true. So how, and when you do learn the lesson, you feel so proud of yourself. Yeah. Right. So it probably is the same thing. Like you're here to do certain things and grow as a soul. And if you don't, then you gotta do it all over again. You saw that Disney movie soul. Yeah. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it so what much. What a great movie. Yeah. That and other ones inside out. It's pretty good. Have I, that's the emotion one. Yeah. The emotion. I, one. I saw that one too. Yeah. Yeah. Disney V on another level those sometimes. were great those were great films yeah i really enjoyed those soul, I mean, soul specifically i really love soul was was beautiful yeah. are we doing what fulfills it and you're you are doing it i mean you're making moves man and that's what's awesome and that's why i love being in miami speaking with people like yourself Thank enjoying you, the good energy and collaborating and being creative and figuring out ways to you know expand our horizons amen amen brother. one thing we always ask all the guests is sort of as like a finalish question if mm -hmm. you could go back in time and you could have talked to let's say 15 year old you that was clubbing in miami and you could have said maybe one two or three things that could have saved you a ton of time money heartache headache just overall learning curve and, and naturally an easy answer is that i would have invested in crypto or uh you know i wouldn't have changed anything because it made me who i am what are some of those things that you might tell yourself to stay true to myself and not try to be like anybody else. I think that would have saved me a lot of time and heartache. Cause I think I, at an age like 15, you're running around trying to be cool or trying to fit in because it's that awkward stage where everyone goes through like, oh, you know, you, you go through so many identities. Um, so, you know, had I just, I mean, I guess maybe like at that age, you don't even know who the fuck you are. Right. But I think just staying true to yourself is, is a, is a big one. Um, second one probably would have been just start investing earlier, like be more conscious with your money. Um, don't treat it like scarce, you know, don't treat it like, cause Oh my God, there's not enough. Cause I think that's a bad mentality to have and everything's mentality, even the way you approach money. But had I started putting more money away or learning about stocks or whatever and investing at a younger age, probably would have been like really good right now i mean i'm not bad now but probably right. would have been in a way better place that's good investing is smart let's yeah. go yeah i love it man well dude it's great you connected i know you got your uh you got a your event coming up so we got to cut yes. this but this is legit you're a good dude there you, you got to come over sometime off cam we got to chill let's do it bro and uh welcome to the fam thank you brother appreciate <laughs> thanks it thanks for coming on brother. Love being on thank you <laughs>